Welcome back, everybody. We're kicking off February. Actually, this is February 1st. We're kicking off February and we're kicking off a new week all at the same time with a wonderful actor. You'll see him on CBS's or you have seen him on CBS's all access show, The Stand, which is unfortunately very appropriate to what we've been dealing with. He plays Steve. Please welcome Kron Kira. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Um, yeah, so, you know, getting, <laughs> getting to be on a show like that and then dealing with the pandemic, that the, the, the kind of the reality and trying to figure out which one's real, which one's not. Uh, uh, did you struggle with that or you're still knowing which one is, I guess, which one's better? I don't know. Which one's better? Yeah. Probably ours. Yeah. No one's, I don't know, 99.4% of the population is dead in the other one. Um, That's true. But I, I, I just can't believe it because we filmed that before the pandemic yeah we finished filming and then in march everything was closed down <laughs> i think my last day was march 4th or something okay and the next week everything shut down <laughs> yeah and i mean you're in vancouver you're you're an hour outside of vancouver but uh vancouver thankfully has been uh, has been a lot better in terms of uh, kind of uh, filming hubs so yeah. i know some work resumed on the good doctor and on some of the other uh projects so are you kind of the in and out part of you resumed, then you shut down again, then you resumed? Where, where, where are you now? Are you guys uh, shooting? Yeah, we're, everyone's, everyone's shooting. I haven't heard of any sets closing down. I think that's because we have to get tested three times a week. That's, oh. that's minimum. We have to. Otherwise, the whole set shuts down. And there's a lot of money in film and TV mm-hmm. to the point where Netflix can have their own lab. They have their own lab in the city. Mm-hmm. And people just drop off their tests and then they get their results same day. Okay, so uh, is, it, uh, is it a rapid type of a test or is it a, a kind of a full, full swab that usually takes a few days that uh, you're just getting quicker? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm just an actor. <laughs> they just, uh, it's not the one where they just shove it up your nose. It's just yeah. like around the tip and then that's it. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's more the rapid, uh, variety. Is that the rapid one? Yeah. So it's a rapid one. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully you, you guys are not going to have what, uh, what China is uh, doing right now, which is, uh, um, a different kind of test, uh, with a different kind of hole. Oh, I just heard about that one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hopefully not in film anytime soon. <laughs> I hope not, because that that does not sound like as much as the you know going all the way up to the brain sounds uh, bad. The other one I think sounds even. It's probably worse. <laughs> yeah, even worse. My goodness. Uh, but yeah, three times a week. That's uh, that's very cool. And you're still kind of you know wearing masks uh, or wearing shields until uh, until you're in a in a scene. Yeah, we um we have to come to set with the mask on, and some people have the mask and the face shield. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we're about to start shooting, they have to call it on set and they take your face shield and mask and then go away. And then as soon as the take is done, they run over and then they do it again. (laughs) My goodness. Yeah. And um, yeah, lots, lots of takes. uh, So it's, it's on and off all the time, but in terms of, you know, we've obviously, we've all uh, got accustomed to wearing masks and, uh, and face shields, you know, it leaves marks. And, uh, and when you're doing uh, scenes, those marks really shouldn't be on. So is it, hey, we're going to give you kind of different kind of mask that it, it hopefully is not going to pinch anything. And then we have to you know, have makeup uh, on uh, everywhere, uh, getting everybody powdered on. 
I don't know. So far, it's been just the mask. I, I shot a Toyota commercial and I had a big beard and okay. the beard kept like pulling my face in. It was, very, yeah. it was a very flat beard. Mm -hmm. And so when we came to, sh came to shooting, we, we had to stop and final touches had to come and shape it out. And then we'd shoot and then I put the mask on again. And it was the same thing over and over and over. We can't just have just the face shield. There has to be a mask. Yeah. My goodness. Well, again, any, anything that we need to do in order to get the job done, it just adds yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> it adds more to the routine. <laughs> uh, as, as we're talking, I wonder, and I have not seen the stand. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out. But uh, are there people that are you know, wearing uh, prosthetics? Are there people who are kind of, you know, their faces has changed? I wonder how they're dealing with it because, you know, obviously you're able to breathe through it, but you know, do they go around in masks as well? It's, it'll be interesting. Oh, in the stand. Um, I think, I, th I don't think I've seen any masks. I think maybe at the beginning that the hazmat suits, Yeah. but this is, this is post everyone being dead. So I think they just didn't the mask. <laughs> everyone who had is dead. So <laughs> I think maybe that's what it is. I got you. I got you. And you're still uh, you're still driving kind of back and forth, or uh, you're you're in Vancouver while you're shooting, and then you go back home. I'm I'm usually in Surrey, where I live, but um, auditions aren't happening in person, and that's where and all the auditions are in Vancouver. So I'm not really going there because everything is self taped. So I just shoot it at home. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Same same thing in the states. I'm in Chicago, so uh, it's basically. Oh, you're in Chicago. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's all self-tape. Uh, I think Atlanta did self-tape before everything started, and then now everybody's pretty much all self-tapes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. We're the, we're the same. We're, we're just sort of catching up to that, I think. But Vancouver is cool, and I, I've had a chance to, uh, to have a lot of Vancouver actors on, and you have so much fun stuff shooting in Vancouver that you get a chance to be a part of. And we'll yep. come back to the stand uh, in a few minutes, but you know, Travelers is a show that, uh, that I really enjoyed. You get a chance to be a part of that. The whole kind of CW Arrowverse, uh, you get a chance to be a part of that on Arrow and on uh, Supergirl. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, then uh, uh, Amazon's uh, Upload, which was, uh, which was really enjoyable. You get a chance to be on that. So it's like, for me, Vancouver just seems to be one of those places where it's like, okay, it's the all-you-can-eat buffet. I love all of these shows. You know, what can I get myself onto? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. There's a lot of switching genres going from, I guess, a CW show all the way to the stand where it's, the tone is completely different. Yeah, yeah. You have to adjust all the time. Yeah, very cool. And uh, is it, uh, are you getting to a point, I know you're, you, you've been working for a while, but you're still kind of uh, at the beginning of your career, if you will. Are you getting mm -hmm. to a point where people know you and they're calling you in or it's still, you know, submission, 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 and then see what happens. I think it's a little bit of both. I think okay. even with the stand, I had done Twilight Zone with CBS mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't know if it helped or not, but the stand's also CBS. So yeah. <laughs> I got it right away. No callback, none of that, um, which was super rare. Yeah. Especially since I was on it for five episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I do see a lot of the same directors. And so I think mm -hmm. people do know me, but on a smaller scale. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. Even with Travelers, I was on Life Sentence and it was the first assistant director. Mm -hmm. And then he moved to, he went back to Travelers. 
and he was a first as well, but he was allowed to direct an episode. So he directed an episode. He saw me come into the room yeah. and yeah, he's like, I liked your work in Life Sentence and I liked your work in the room. So let's do this. That's, that's the beauty of the business that people don't necessarily kind of appreciate or talk about enough, at least from what yeah. I am exposed to is that it's all relationships. It's all of, you know, be professional, be a good guy on set, do your job. You have no idea who's going to be calling you later on because they've seen you in something and that opens uh, a lot of doors for you. So, exactly. yeah. Um, so diving, uh, diving into kind of the acting uh, bit of it. Uh, where yeah. does your love of acting come from? I know you weren't, you know, you didn't start out uh, intending to be an actor. How did that uh, happen? Uh, yeah. So I, every Sunday I'd go to the flea market with my dad and we just pick up old VHSs. Mm -hmm. Remember those? Uh, and we would watch Rocky, The Mask, um, just anything that was out at the time. <laughs> and I guess that's where my love of film came about. And after, I don't know, growing up, I always said I wanted to be an actor, but they always said just finish school first. Okay. And in grade 12, my last year, my final year of high school and the very last term of high school, I took up theater thinking that, oh, maybe I'll just try it, see how it goes. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that is everyone knew each other. So I was kind of like the new kid at the party yeah. Yeah. and the teacher had his favorites. Um, it just wasn't for me enjoyable at all. I did not like it. And then I gave it one more try after I went to university and then I dropped out of university to go to film school. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but I just said, let's just try it. Let's just do it. And then, yeah, that's, that's what happened. It was the same university that Ryan Reynolds dropped out of to huh. pursue it. Well, yeah. there you go. Uh, it's it's a good good karma. It worked out uh, fairly well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good karma. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's awesome. Um, what did uh, what did your parents uh, think? Uh, I know you kind of have a family business that you're you know you're still running uh, the print shop, but what did they think? Did they say, okay, well, we don't know if we want you to go into it, or uh, hey, you have a couple of years, give it a try, and then uh, get back to the real world? Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, my dad was always on my side about it. Okay. But then my mom wasn't. And then as soon as I graduated, there wasn't a lot of acting going on. There was yeah. just uh, waiting around for auditions. So I think then my parents were like, okay, what are you doing now? <laughs> I said, no, no, it takes time. It takes time. And then I don't know if that feeling ever goes away, though. They're always saying like, oh, what are you up to? Like, mm -hmm. what's new? Mm -hmm. Oh, is this your project? Cool. When's it on? But it's never like, oh, you made it. <laughs> Yeah. But I feel like that's even with friends, too. Yeah. It's, it's a weird industry. I, I, I don't know. I'm in it for life. Like, I'm going to be acting until I'm 80. So that's good. Really? Yeah. Uh, taking the long, long view is, is the proper way to approach it. Because if you know what you're going into it and you know kind of the, uh, the flow of it, uh, then you're okay with it. A lot of people go in there and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this in like one year. I gave myself a chance. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't. It's like walking into marriage by, and you know, no offense to anybody who's done this, it's just not yeah. something I think works, but going into marriage, but not getting married and just moving in and saying, let's see if it works. It's yeah. like you're either in it or you're not, because if you're not in it and you're just looking for excuses to get out, uh, yeah. whereas, you know, this is you will for life or, you know, people get married and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. 
but it's it's that mindset of how do you go into it so i i like hearing what you just said oh, yeah of course i think people have a an unrealistic idea of how it works it is an art form it does take time to get good at it um i i went to school with a bunch of people who they got these big roles way before i did yeah but they couldn't stay in the industry they just stopped because auditions weren't coming in and i think there's a trap in there when you validate yourself because of auditions auditions do not validate you as an actor (laughs) first and foremost so what do you think validates you as an actor well for me i like to create my own projects I like to get together with people and just make my own, make my own art. I, I'm directing something that's coming out pretty soon. I just finished it. I produced it. I co-wrote it and anything to sort of just keep me in the industry. Yeah. I think, I don't know. And it, I think it works so far. I'm still in it. Yeah. Listen, uh, you're, you're doing good. I mean, you're, you're doing co-stars, you're doing guest stars. Uh, you're obviously on, uh, on the you know stand now is it a, is it a regular is it a recurring guest star what's, uh, what's it'd be it'd be recurring recurring okay so yeah. again it's it seems like you're doing the right thing and that you're getting noticed um, but yeah creating your own projects that's that's the key to doing it we we can't just be sitting around and waiting for for somebody to notice us or yeah. to take us out of the way that they view us or the types of roles that they want to put us in we have to create our own content. You know, that's the show for me. Of, uh, yeah, to talk to people. But the, by the way, the bad, the bad part of that is that on IMDb Pro, I was always the actor. As soon as I started doing the show, the actor part moved away. It's the director, executive producer. Oh, it's taking over. Yeah. yeah. Like the director, executive producer, creator, like all of that is front billing. And then the actor is like all the way somewhere in the back. That's funny. So, that's yeah. Google. Yeah, uh, it's it's a pretty pretty interesting thing, um, but yeah, creating your own projects is cool. Do you do you try to um, to kind of write your roles um, a little different from what you're being cast at, or you see a wide range where people put you in, and you don't need to kind of show them a different look? I don't think I need to show anyone a different look. If you look at my IMDb, I don't think I've ever really done anything more than twice there was a a barista role like I've been a barista a couple times but other than that I think I've been pretty lucky where I haven't been typecast so there's still so much out there for me to explore which is great but what I do like to write um I like to put myself as a lead because there's not a lot of lead South Asian roles out there that's the only problem I'd say well hopefully that's changing uh and I've seen certain projects where things are getting uh, getting to be better in that regard but do you find that you know in terms of being a south asian that you're not getting the opportunities uh, in a lead role or is it just where you are you know early on in your career it's just not there yet so is it based on that or based on uh, south asian I think it's because I'm South Asian. I've seen so many roles where it's written as an Indian character, like a deal, for example. That's that's an Indian name. But you would see them cast somebody else. I'm not going to say what race, but <laughs> there's a lot of roles that um, are written for South Asians that just, I don't know, in the process get chopped up, skewed, and are given to other people, which is fine. It happens. Um, but I think there needs to be more of an effort to include us <laughs> there should somewhere be. else along the line. Yeah, there should be. Um, 
one of one of my you know friends, I, I can say that uh, Sujith, if you're watching, let me know if that's uh, if, if that's incorrect. Sujith uh, Varighese, who's a wonderful actor uh, out of Toronto, and he's done a bunch of stuff. He's on Kim's Convenience. He's on uh, uh, Transplant. So, and he was kind of the first uh, Indian, uh, you know, in Canada that was on TV. And the role that he got, where he was uh, in it, was initially uh, they were they were testing somebody who's very you know well known uh, as a white uh, man that they were going to be literally trying to get more tan so he can play that role. Thankfully, that wow, and he convinced them to uh, to give him an opportunity. So, uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, you know that he's he's quite a bit older than you are, but uh, thankfully things are better now. But uh, hearing what you just said that they're written for a South Asian uh, person and they're given to somebody else of a different race, that's that's not a good sign. No, no, it's just I think the people up top are. It's not for every show. That was just one example of okay. this one going on in particular. Um, but people at the top, I don't know, need to get with the times a little bit. <laughs> I think so. And are you viewed again because? You know, uh, the the industry loves the ethnically ambiguous, where they can put you uh, as a different uh, as a different race altogether, uh, because you kind of may pass for it. So, do you get any of those requests, even though you're a South Asian? They want to put you in a different different category. Uh, if they if I have been, it, I don't know because it usually says open ethnicity in the breakdown. That's good. Uh, yeah, I have a really good agent who submits me for sort of colorblind casting. I don't just go out just because it says South Asian. I've been pretty lucky where it would be open ethnicity or even it says Caucasian mm -hmm. and then I go in. Yeah, like sometimes they just don't know what they're looking for. Yeah. It's, it's about the right, you know, right fit as the character. It doesn't really matter kind of what they look like. In yeah. my opinion, uh, unfortunately, I'm not the one making the decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still have to be a very good actor. Yeah. End of the day. Absolutely. Very cool. So you're doing your own projects. Let's uh, let's go back to the stand for those people who are watching it uh, and enjoying the show. What has been your favorite part of being uh, on it? Um, well, I think just working with Olivia Cheng mm. has been the best part. I love her so much. I uh, it's funny we're both from Vancouver. Mm. Like I think she's from originally from Edmonton but we went to the same acting studios and everything. And so when we got together, we knew a bunch of the same people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, we, we had a lot more shot on camera, but I don't think a lot of it made, it's the nature of the editing process. We didn't actually make a lot of uh, screen time, <laughs> if that makes sense. So we're just waiting and waiting to see what else, I don't know where we, we fit in. You can see us a lot in the series, but, um, hopefully more in the next couple episodes. I hope so. And uh, I believe um, I have the right person in mind. Olivia Chang, she was uh, she was just on Warrior. She was one of the regular. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's the same. I, I'm, I'm so used to her calling herself Liv and everybody calling her Liv. I'm like, I'm 99% sure that that's the one. I just that's, want to... that's what we're talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Uh, Warrior is one of my favorite shows, and I've had lots of uh, regulars on. Liv, you still have not been on. The invitation is there, so please take me up on it. Text her right after this. <laughs> please, please do, because, again, like almost everybody from the regulars have been on, except for a few people, so uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for them. But I, uh, off on a lift engine for a second, but... I love 
the kind of the groundingness that she works with and uh, the character is interesting. There's no two dimensionality there. It, there's a lot of depth. You're always wondering what's, uh, what exactly is going on. It's very interesting, you know, kind of actor to watch. So uh, now that I know that she's in the stand, it's another reason for me to, uh, to check it out. I'll tell her, I'll text her right after. <laughs> Please do. Um, what else? Uh, again, I, I, okay, I'm going to go through kind of my Rolodex of the shows that I enjoy just because I want to know your experience on them. But yeah. I really, really like the Travelers. I, I'm sad that it ended. Um, and it was all kind of, you know, all Canadian uh, show. Uh, it worked out that way. Everybody from Vancouver. What was it like to be on that particular uh, set? I, you know, I, I would have wanted to be on there. What was it like for you? I mean, it was cool. There's... Um... Do you know what the Peony is? It's like uh, where the fair is. There's rides in Vancouver. There's like a fair. Uh, yeah. When, again, I've been to Vancouver twice. Twice or once? Once. I, I stand corrected. And I know we went around that. So I kind of know, but uh, go ahead. So yes, yeah, so there was like an abandoned sort of area off okay. the side. So I, I drove there. It was fine. Yeah. But then I didn't really. It's, it's a massive parking lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like there was a giant warehouse and there's a giant safe. I don't know. You, you've seen the episode then, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a giant safe that they had just built inside, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, I can't, I don't, I wouldn't say it was completely different from any other set, yeah. but I will say that the cast and crew were very different from a lot of sets Ooh, where... Cool everyone was super inviting no matter how small or big your role was um even behind the camera and that's again that's where i met um my friend from what was it what was that show i was just talking about it life sentence yeah it's great and then he ended up directing it so that was cool too <laughs> cool. very cool uh and then <clears throat> upload uh i keep waiting for upload to come up with a second season uh, how was Upload? Upload uh, was a really, really interesting uh, show that kind of is a little slow developing and then it just takes off and you're, you're completely done by the end of it. Uh, so what was, uh, what was that uh, shoot like? Because again, uh, I don't know, was it your first, uh, I think it was your first time working with Amazon. What was uh, Yeah, it was, it was my first time. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was, it was, uh, it was weird. It was also very weird. <laughs> Yeah, we, we were in, um, again, some abandoned warehouse sort of situation. And there's three floors of just random things happening. And I didn't quite understand until I got the full script. Okay. Because I only got maybe like this, this much of a script. Everything else is like blacked out. Yeah. And it turns out we're in some virtual world where you can be anyone in anything. You can make your own avatar, be whoever you want. And uh yeah, it was cool. It was cool because there's just so many people around. Everyone just looked weird, yeah. just really weird, which is good. Yeah. And uh, the cast was great too. But the only problem was I had a mask on the whole time. So you didn't really see my face. And then I, I had to do ADR for it okay. on set, like a couple buildings over. Like it was just the director and I and the sound guy. And I don't think we got clean audio for it. So when it came to, because my, my mask would muffle my voice, right? Yeah. So I had to get clean audio elsewhere. 
And then when I watched the episode, somebody else had talked over my lines. Like somebody else had dubbed it. So they didn't use my voice. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, the show was cool. And then in terms of the, yeah, show, the show's great. Uh, and, you know, being on CW, uh, being on Supergirl, which is awesome, being on Arrow, which was great. Um, are there particular shows, you know, up to obviously the stand, but are there uh, shows that people recognize you for or kind of ping you on the most of saying, dude, I've just seen you in that or, uh, you know, great job or kind of all over? It's probably Supernatural. Okay. Yeah. The fan base is something else. Like the, the fan base is really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's one of the best shows, and, uh, and magicians, now, magicians as well. Magicians, yeah. yeah, magicians is is on my list. I it's kind of I'm creeping uh, creeping up to it. It's it's a big list that I have to go through, but it's on there. I'm gonna go through your IMDb and just go through everything. Yeah, <laughs> you should you should or you know we can talk offline. You can you can give yeah, let's do it. <laughs> recommendations. Very cool. So um, in terms of your acting approach, because I wanted to dive into that a little bit, um, what, what would you say uh, if there is a particular approach that you utilize more than others that is your kind of bag of tricks? Mm. That'd be a secret. <laughs> well, what I can tell you, yeah. what I can tell you is um, how I approach a script, which is read it a bunch of times. And... Uh, I memorize the other characters' lines mm -hmm. and then I come back to it. I didn't do a lot of text analysis for the longest time, breaking down a scene. This is what happens here. This is the beat, yep. beat change, verbing. Ugh. I just, I find that I get too in, into my head. Exactly. So I think improv is a very good tool mm -hmm. as well as trying it a couple different ways even if it doesn't feel right your instincts might say oh oh here's your coffee but why don't you try it like here's your coffee i mean it probably looks stupid it might not be right but at least you're you're now flowing yeah. so i don't know i you you reach a certain point where you're just so focused and there's a certain there's like a flow state that happens mm -hmm. and you're just so in the scene even if it's just one line two lines and that's, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? You're supposed to be in it. That's the whole point, not just uh, kind of uh, be there to regurgitate a line. Um, so, but, okay. Keeping the secret a secret, but uh, I have to ask this question. Since you tend to memorize the lines of the other actors, how does that get, uh, does that get you into trouble in terms of anticipation uh, or you find that it's okay? Yeah, the real skill that I've been trying to develop over these years is throwing it away. Just Good. throw everything away. Yeah. And, and that includes post audition. As soon as I audition, I'm done. Cool. It's not my role. It's not my job to cast myself. It's somebody else's. Mm -hmm. And if they cast somebody else, great. I'm moving on to other things. I have other projects to do. Like I think keeping you, that's another reason why I like to keep myself busy. Yeah, because you don't want to think about it. Don't don't have to uh, you know don't <laughs> don't have to go through that. It's the yeah. same thing uh, from the from very uh, very early in the acting process for me. Uh, it was always drilled into the head of you're done with the audition, forget it. It's done. yeah. Uh, you, have, you, have, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, it's you can drive yourself crazy. 
Yeah, especially on things that you really, really want to get, and then you, you know, overanalyze and you can't sleep, and you're like, no, I'm done moving forward. And that's why, as you said, like having your own projects, you get busy and you get excited and you get creative about something else, and then that kind of all just naturally falls by the wayside. Yeah, yeah, and if you get a role, it's a nice surprise. Even with the stand, I was on set for a movie, yeah. and I was just with my friend and. I got an email saying, oh, you got it. Here's um, your shoot dates, this, 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 and that. I'm like, what? I, did, I didn't even think I'd get the role, first mm -hmm. of all. <laughs> well, it's, uh, that's, that's the great surprise. Hopefully you get a lot more of them uh, coming this year. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, very cool. So again, I, I, know, I know kind of the, the fun, uh, fun little tidbits that uh, people, some people know about you is that uh, you, know, you played Ultimate Frisbee. Uh, but you still continue it or, you know, when you were done in high school, that's it. Uh, when I was, when I was done in high school, I went to SFU Burnaby, mm -hmm. Simon Fraser University in Burnaby. I didn't even go to the school, but my friend did. And he says, oh, just come out to the practices and stuff. And I still really liked it, but it was just, as soon as I started film school, it was five days a week. It's a year and a half. Yeah. I just couldn't commit to it. But I started to pick it up during the pandemic because there's nothing else to do, <laughs> just except throw a frisbee around. Yeah. So what do you throw a frisbee with during the pandemic? My fiance. <laughs> well, that works. That works. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, when's the uh, when's the big day? Have you been able to uh, schedule anything? No, no. We we got engaged in February, and Ooh. then the pandemic hit in March, and we said, okay, so. <laughs> Let's stop planning until we know what's happening. Probably 2023, I think. Okay. Yeah, because you it's 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 one of those things that takes a lot of planning and uh, you know, especially in the pandemic, it's not a good idea. We're not in a rush. <laughs> <clears throat> some uh, some people that I know, you know, had to have weddings. Uh, so everything got rearranged and uh, the whole wedding, everything was planned and then pandemic hit and they're like, okay that changes things and we're going to scale things down. You know, my, uh, my best friend just had a bat mitzvah for his uh, daughter. So they kept postponing it, postponing it, postponing it. Then they ended up doing it virtually and losing a ton of money on it. So. Nice. So yeah. just, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. And, you know, smaller issues than uh, the, what the world is dealing with. Very cool. So uh, last, uh, last things of, you know, um, I know you're busy with your own projects. I know you're busy because you, you know, you have your, uh, your, your print shop. Um, how does all of that kind of fit with uh, your schedule? You get a call saying, hey, you just booked this, or you're going to be on set this, uh, this day. Somebody kind of uh, help you with, uh, with the print shop. Uh, and, you know, uh, how do you arrange your own kind of projects that you're working on independently? Yeah, so usually the independent projects, I like to shoot on weekends. It just works best for everyone. Cool. It's really difficult to find crew members because they're always on set. It's such a busy town. Yeah. So weekends works best. As far as auditions, um, because it's virtual, I just do it after work. Cool. And as far as set goes, I have someone who works for me. He just covers for me. <laughs> well, that, that works, but it's, it's again, all the things that, you know, you have to arrange and think through. Uh, yeah. And uh, in terms of uh, weekends, again, I, I know it's the same in Vancouver. We do this a lot in Chicago. A lot of the independent projects, it's, uh, it goes to, uh, to uh, students and it goes to uh, the colleges and uh, there are a ton of 
really great uh, colleges with film programs that are really good that already come with the equipment that you don't have to uh, kind of, uh, you know, buy or rent out. Uh, so right. that happens. So I don't know if you guys are doing the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm able to go to my old film school anytime and ask for help, which is nice. Very cool. All right. Well, listen, it's, it's such a pleasure getting to know you. Uh, best of luck at everything. Hopefully, you know, the stand, uh, hopefully our pandemic never gets uh, to the point of the stand and we can just kind of, uh, look at it and be able to separate uh, you know reality from fantasy thanks for having me <laughs> it's, it's my pleasure and uh, please text liz I, I would love to talk to her we have lots of things to discuss yeah okay and thanks to everybody for uh, for uh, tuning in it's another episode of the love of acting we know you love it as much as we do and this is why we continue doing this for you thank you